everyone and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod presents Tuca and Bird Pod. Today we will be talking about season two, episode two of Tuca and Birdie, Plantoe. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, sup, bitch. I don't mean <laughs> bitch as a pejorative, I'm reclaiming it. <laughs> Just a couple of pool sluts. <laughs> I was like, uh, I can call Lindsay a bitch in this way, right? <laughs> Absolutely. We're reclaiming it. Reclaiming I think it's important it. that I tell you right off the bat, Kirsten, that I got off the phone with Hazel not 24 minutes ago, and Ooh. she said to send you her regards, and she's been re-listening to the entire BoJack Horsepod catalog <laughs> and has been, quote, enjoying it more than I expected. Well, Hazel, thank you for... Your regards. This is me sending you my regards in return. One follow-up question. Are you okay? <laughs> she said she can't believe how much she's enjoying it. It's like you're just well, listening that's to me actually like hours a, of a time. Yeah, a little rude, first of all, that you can't believe how much you're enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, I think she was like, I think the main takeaway was the reason she's surprised is because in some cases, this is the third time she's listened to some of these episodes. <laughs> Listen, we have universal appeal. We never yes. get old. No expiry date. That's right. I <laughs> never want to listen to an episode of Bojack Horse Pod back again because when we listened to our first episode, I was like, oh, my mental illness is <laughs> performed for the internet. <laughs> performed for the internet. That made me laugh so hard when you're like, this is where we perform mental illness for the it's- internet. Why did I say that? <laughs> when I told you that Cam's mother was listening to our podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, it's true. This is where we're working on healing our inner children and mm-hmm. fixing our attachment style. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, God. Incredible. And yeah, I'm so still Kirsten... not healed. Not yet, but I'll be time. like, hey, are you mad at me? To people who have done nothing to indicate to me that anything is wrong. And they'll be like, no. But are you sure you don't hate me? It seems like you hate me. seems like you might hate me. Oh, God. (laughs) How are you, Lindsay? I am okay. I have been talking for the last three and a half hours. So that's a lot. But uh, I'm excited to talk to you. Somehow I feel like your voice is fine and my voice sounds hoarse as if I'm the one who's been talking for three hours. Just getting warmed up, baby. I I literally sat and watched TikTok since Mm. like six o'clock and it's now almost 830. (laughs) That would be a good segue into what time is it, but I'm not going to allow it. I'm going to finish this instead. <laughs> I had off, so I have an assignment due tomorrow morning. So I had an office hour appointment with my professor and then very quickly got on a call for the Futurama podcast with co-host Alex and Jeremy. And we recorded two back to back because Alex is away next week. Two back to back. And then I got off of that and immediately Hazel called me. And then we talked until it's time to talk to you. So this is your fourth podcast of the night, essentially. You just didn't record <laughs> the one with Hazel. True. It, it would have been great content, honestly. Today at work, I was talking about how enraged I am every morning when I wake up to realize I was not born into intergenerational wealth and I have to go to work every day. And my coworker was like, 
you should record a podcast about what it would be like if you were rich and like what you would do with your money like what would that for even good. be like <laughs> and i was like nobody wants to listen to <laughs> this hypothetical podcast about what i would do if i was rich. it's basically like what would you do if you won the lottery go mm-hmm. but just like, like a very long podcast series <laughs> i mean listen you and I could record one episode of that for the Patreon of like, this is what we would do if we won the lottery. But also, I just think it would make me sad. I spent enough time fantasizing about what I would do if I won the lottery and not enough time buying lottery tickets if I want to ever win. <laughs> It's a great point. I remember one time I was working in a government job and it was one of those situations where the like lotto max was up to, you know, like $50 million or, you know, some absurd And Americans, before you turn up your nose, that's tax-free in this Baby. country. Yeah, who's turning up their nose at $50 million? Get out of here. Well, no, but that's, it's the same thing where it's like the Powerball was like $1.2 billion or something. Yeah. And someone was like, yeah, but that's only like $600 million after taxes. Like, oh, okay, great, thank you. Yeah, I guess no, I'll just thank go you. fuck myself. I have no <laughs> point if it's less than a billion. 600 million, I've decided I won't take it, actually. Never Might know, as thank well you. be homeless rather than take that money. What am so, I, a peasant? Exactly, so embarrassing, truly. Anyway, yes, my coworkers were like, we are all going to buy lottery tickets and go in on it. Like, does that, whoever wants to participate should kick in $5. And there were 13 of us that participated. And at the time, I was like 21 and was like, oh, we are definitely going to win. We have 13 tickets. Like, we're definitely going to win this. That's Life so is going to be golden from here on. But that's the thing. If your work has a lotto pool, you just have to pay into it. It's basically just the tax you pay on the off chance they win. Because what if your coworkers win the lottery together and Mm -hmm. all quit and you're the loser left working at the desk? Absolutely not. Would never be me. Truly a nightmare. You can't you simply can't allow it. It's it's worth paying the like five bucks a week until mm-hmm. the day you die just to ensure that <laughs> you are not case. the one left behind. Like, oh my god, I'm true. There's nothing worse. It's such a nightmare like, if they all if, win without you. <laughs> if I won that much money, truly, like you would never see me again, right? <laughs> not you, but like my workplace. Maybe. <laughs> uh, oh my god, Lindsay. You'd like go to some island or something. He wouldn't need this podcast anymore. <laughs> well, I wouldn't need it, but I would be doing it as a labor of love, and <laughs> I would be like, Lindsay, come to my private island, <laughs> and then we could podcast about what it is like for you to be rich and what you are doing. I would I would start a new podcast that is basically like a weekly blog where I talk about just what I did that week and I'd be like yes I sleep in until 10 a.m I exercise my food is prepared by a chef I actually I don't think I would do any of that like I would rather live very frugally to ensure I never had to work again mm-hmm. than yes. like be extravagant you wouldn't just become a hot demi on an island I mean, I'm already a hot dummy on an island. I love, oh my God, Drew, the, the Victoria thing killed me. <laughs> like, I'm already on an island. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is you see me podcast in like full troll mode for the listeners. <laughs> I joined this podcast in my house coat today. And Lindsay was like, I have my house coat too, but I didn't know if I could wear it. So I just have it wrapped around me. And I said, put it on, baby. She did not. She is still here in her sensible sweater, which I think. <laughs> 
is from Plenty. Yes. And it's a very specific (laughs) tunic sweater that they advertise very heavily to me. And I want one so bad. I I can't remember the name of that sweater, though, but they post it all the time. And I also actually clocked a coworker wearing that sweater. I was like, oh, is that the blank sweater? And she was like, yes. How did you know? (laughs) And I was like, put me in jail. (laughs) <laughs> Number one, I love that you called it a sensible sweater because I have almost nothing but sensible sweaters in my attire. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could be off camera and I'd be like, Lindsay's wearing a sensible sweater. Definitely wearing a sensible sweater right now. Yeah, but also I love that you collect that it's the plenty sweater just instantly. <laughs> I can tell by the neckline. It's the Kinley. It's called the Kinley. There you go. I went in actually looking for a different sweater and then I didn't like that sweater on. And then I tried this one on and really like it. Love the color. It's a great color. She's wearing a nice, like, forest green. I don't think I'm going to buy the Kinley sweater. I think it's it's too big for me. Mm-hmm. I think it would not make me look the way I want to look. Yeah. I questioned whether I would like this neck, but I'm I'm into it. It's fine. I think it looks – I think you have, like, a – you have enough of a defined jawline to get away with a neckline like that. I, on the other hand, do not have a defined jawline. But also – who cares what your jawline's like? Where would you want to wear? But like, wear whatever you want. I don't know what I want is the problem. <laughs> Lindsay, this is the last podcast we're going to release before I turn 30. Whoa. Oh, my God. We might record one more, I would assume, before mm-hmm. then. But this is the last one released before my 30th birthday. Wow. So, listeners, you know what to do. Wish Kirsten a happy birthday. On Friday. On Friday. Although it is Kirsten Appreciation Month, so you could have been doing it this whole time. It's true. What are you going to do for your birthday? The current plan is a karaoke evening, a Mm -hmm. brunch, and then a game night. Love it. So good. And then a family dinner on the Sunday, Mm -hmm. which we'll see how that goes. Wow. Very exciting. End of the 20s. Do you have any feelings about turning 30? I've been calling myself 30 for like two years. I just, yeah. it's like, I feel like I'm going to feel exact same as yeah, how That I was did. where I was at as well. I was, I was just, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Does Cameron have complicated feelings about turning 30? I feel like he's a very well-adjusted lad, so he will not. He's very sensible. Loves a sensible pant, just like speckle. Um, Trousers. Yes, exactly. And... Yeah, no, I don't. I asked him and he was like, I feel like a little weird about it. But then he (laughs) really just came for me and said, it makes me feel younger that you've been 30 for a while. (laughs) Okay, maybe I can meet Cameron. Maybe I can. (laughs) Honestly, I was like, what did I do? (laughs) Did I hurt you in some way? You just had Uh, to drive by. (laughs) Like, you've been 30 for quite some time, so I feel fine about it. And once again, you're two years older than us. Yeah. mm -hmm. But your birthday is early in the year. So it's like more than three. It's more like three. It's closer to three. (laughs) (laughs) You'll just have turned 30, and then I'll be rolling into 33. (laughs) Did I tell you that one of my coworkers thought I was 24? I love that. It was just a few weeks ago. Someone made a comment about something. I turned to my other coworker who's like literally a month and a half younger than me. Less than. Like a month and five days younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, doesn't it make you feel so old, Sam? And my coworker <laughs> goes, what are you talking about? Aren't you like 24? And I was like, 
I'm an infant. I am a newborn babe. <laughs> that skincare routine is making you glow. Incredible. <laughs> felt good. It felt really good. Wow. We love it. I also saw TikTok of someone being like, to everyone who made fun of me for getting Botox when I was 21, look at me now. I'm 29. And it was just like a caption that was like, who's going to tell her? Like 29 yeah. still young. That's what that was. I also saw this the screenshot on Twitter when I looked at the Bojack Horsepod feed and I was like, uh-oh, need Kirsten to explain this to me. <laughs> Well, thankfully, I explained it unprompted. <laughs> Thank God, honestly. Oh, man. I'm sure that was eating you up. It was. I was literally going to segue into it when you were like, look how young I look. <laughs> we are simpatico. simpatico. It's beautiful. I love it. We also have to do a patron podcast this month. True. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yes. It's November. It's Kirsten it's... Appreciation Month. What do you want to watch? You just pick. Ooh, okay. I like that. I'm just going to mm-hmm. pick. That means you get to pick yours yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. So you just what, pick what we're going to watch. You can announce oh. it if you would like. <laughs> and then, uh, I'm... <laughs> entice people. <laughs> I'm going to need to think about it. My sister made fun of me for doing the like, oh, we were like playing a game and she was like i'm cursing <laughs> and i was like how dare you <laughs> what the fuck anyways i will think on that i will decide what we will watch and mm-hmm. then we'll watch it and talk about it also if you're a patron and you're here i think patreon is carrots. maybe not <laughs> taking payments for, so maybe just make sure your your card hasn't expired yes sir some people are it's expired <laughs> check your credit card listen i don't know as someone who routinely forgets to pay her credit card and then disney plus is like we're canceling your account i get it yeah i'm i'm one of you <laughs> I am subscribed. Twitching. She's like, I would never forget to pay my credit card. Truly, I would literally never. But also, I one time had all of my Patreon payments declined. And I was like, what is happening? And it was just like a weird Patreon thing. So all is well. I think Brian Scally should lead us into what time it is right now. Because you are procrastinating an assignment. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Okay. What time is it? Thank you, Scally. It is... Tuesday, November 15th, 2022. It is 8.40 p.m. in the Pacific time zone. It is 11.40 p.m. in New York. It is Wednesday, November 16th at 4.40 a.m. in London and 12.40 p.m. in Hong Kong. And that is What Time Is It Right Now? Sponsored by Brian Scally. (laughs) Sponsored by. And go follow him at Brian underscore Scally on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Yes, fan favorite, Brian Scally. I don't think he's even started watching Tuca and Birdie yet. Well, that feels rude. He's busy. He's too busy. Aren't we all? But here we are. It's it's fine. I guess we should talk about some holidays. We're really stretching this out. Uh, (laughs) Listen, Lindsay is (laughs) procrastipotting. Just got to knock him out and finish the stupid assignment. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't worry. There's not very many holidays today. So this will be released on November 22nd, 2022. So 11 2 2 2 Whoa. I just think it's something. Or <laughs> 2 2 11 depending mm. on where in the world you are. 
And it I actually really makes you think. don't know which place it's which. No, we go day month. So we're 221122. The yeah, Americans like are 122222. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, so it is go for a ride day, which is a day when you're supposed to focus on the journey, not the destination, escape, wander, and take in the scenery. It celebrates all forms of transportation, cars, trucks, planes, trains, scooters, bikes, and everything in between. Wow. (laughs) I feel like we get this a lot of like, slow down and appreciate the journey. Well, this one is because the varial speed motor was patented on this date. Of course. And the snowmobile was patented on this date. Wow, big day for transportation. And con- the Concorde began regular commercial flights on the state. Hmm. Oh, wow. but also it is the anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy, who was shot riding in an open in a car. car. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh God. Rest in peace, JFK. Yes. It is Humane Society Anniversary Day, which okay. is a day about humane societies. Mm-hmm. Also, I once adopted a cat from a humane society. Me too. Oh, my God. I would just like to also point out at this time, since we're talking about animal shelters, that choosing not to adopt from a no-kill shelter is actually killing more animals, not less Mm-hmm. Because those are publicly funded institutions that are required to take in every animal that is turned into them. And so if you do not volunteer there or adopt from there, you are personally signing the death the death sentence for animals. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, for the record. Just makes sense, right? <laughs> well, but a lot of people are like, I won't support them. They kill animals. I'm like, well, got bad news for you. Yeah, if you help with the capacity problem. <laughs> Less animals would die. Um, uh, it is also National Cranberry Relish Day. Okay. Doesn't sound like something you're interested in. <laughs> and I'm not interested in it. Mm-hmm. I don't like cranberry sauce. I don't like the cranberry jelly that comes in the can. What yeah, do you think about I'm, cranberry sauce? I'm fine with it. My mother always makes cranberries cranberry jelly every year from our yard from your yard yeah you have a cranberry bush a high bush cranberry situation because people get confused and they're like no cranberries grow in bugs but we have high bush cranberries <laughs> i've never heard of that before and i will probably never think about it again you won't to be honest It'll never come up <laughs> um why would it <laughs> i mean it could come up in pub trivia and so then i would Ooh. feel like a rock star can you imagine my... if you go to trivia and they're like what is the alternative <laughs> oh my god lock it in I've already forgotten what it was. What was it again? <laughs> High bush. bush? Cranberries. High bush. Okay. You'll okay. Never okay. It. It's not gonna matter. Hey, can you have faith in me, please, for one minute? My yeah, sister really likes you. I just don't believe in the situation. <laughs> the questions that come up in trivia are ridiculous. One I'm particularly proud of recently is it was like take this if you take remove one letter from the name of this asian country it will give you a type of mammal what is it do you have any guesses Lindsay? you take one letter out of it yeah it's the first letter you remove the first letter of it take away the first letter huh no what is it it's omen you take away the oh. o and it's just man 
I was sitting here trying to be like, is anything like a tiger? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like one of those sneaky countries where it's like very technically on the Asian continent, but people don't really think of it as an Asian country. Mm -hmm. Well, and also you need to just like go from like, okay, it's on the Asian continent. And also like technically it's a man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I got it. And I was like, I was like, I, I think it's got to be this. And everyone was like, oh, well, we'll just write it down because we don't know. And I was like, I don't actually know, like, if that's mm-hmm. on the Asian continent because it's like it's in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. it could be on a few different places. And I'm very bad at geography. But then I was right. <laughs> wow. Ooh, Look at you. That? That's so good. You could have given me a very long time and I don't think I would have gotten there. I only am because I once worked with a girl who was from Omen. Otherwise, I don't think I would know it was a country at all because I'm so bad at geography (laughs) and knowing things. It's National Housing Day in Canada only, also known as National Housing Strategy Day. I would love to know what the current national housing strategy is. Oh, wait, the federal government abandoned us all. And so did the provincial and government. Does not care. Got it. There is no strategy. Yeah, that's exactly right. Although this is the Tuesday after our new premier is getting sworn in in British Columbia. And his he has stated that how he's going to fix housing. So we'll see. Yeah. Shout out we'll David see. Eby. <laughs> I saw him on the street a couple weeks ago and I smiled at him in a gesture of like, hey, I'm not mad you're premier, and he acted like he did not see me. Rude. So I don't I don't love his people skills. <laughs> it is National Stop the Violence Day. And it's when oh, radio pardon. and TV stations call for a ceasefire of violence on city streets. And it appears to be related to gun violence in the United States. Okay. I like no. the idea of stopping the violence. It seems odd that it's like we're calling for it on the radio. <laughs> It's like, listen, law enforcement is not doing anything, and the the far right is not willing to give up guns, so please don't shoot anyone today. Or any day. <laughs> or any day. <laughs> the last one is, it is Start Your Own Country Day. Sounds silly. So, you're supposed to be thinking about the world of tomorrow. The podcast of tomorrow. The podcast of tomorrow. Go listen. Futurama <laughs> podcast. And those are all the holidays. So Incredible. <laughs> we're, we're done now. Not the best holidays. But yeah, we're still 26 minutes in just because we've been gabbing. We've been gabbing. The problem is, is I will never stop chatting. And so when you're like, mm, I would like to avoid my assignment. <laughs> I'm like, bet. I'm right here. I am ready. <laughs> oh, man. Well, season two, episode two of Two Converti. Plantow, what did you think? I had no idea what to expect of this episode, I guess just because Plantow is not obviously meaningful. <laughs> kind of fun to get to a different part of Birdland. Like we're not in Birdtown this time. Whole new yes. bunch of people, whole new setting. I think this is a fun episode. It was sad a little bit in that I hated the stuff of like, birdie letting down tuca but i think it's very fun i think it's nice to kind of do something this is like now for something completely different and i really enjoyed it it was very fun when i watched it i was like i wish we 
like I was like okay so there is a possibility of having Chappelle come back I need to yes, watch ahead certainly could have done this one we also need, we need to get our other guests on deck they need to tell us what episodes they want to come on for that's true I should say that Hazel said to me tonight when is Chappelle coming back and he was just on so Chappelle if you're listening <laughs> everyone always wants Chappelle to be a permanent co-host of every podcast but let the man sleep <laughs> honestly it's only so he's, many hours in a day he's so busy Yes, I thought this episode was super fun, and I liked it. I'm, I mostly liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So I have it split up between The Bachelorette and The Bachelor parties. Smart. Okay, so this episode is Tuca and Birdie are on their way to Speckle's sister Dottie's Bachelorette party. She really wanted Tuca there, even though Tuca has only met her once, and she was blacked out at the time. Mm-hmm. And Birdie is concerned because she has gotten too intense on Puzzle Night with Dottie in the past. <laughs> this killed me. Where she's like, uh, just, they flash back to her being like, "No one goes anywhere until the edges are done." And Dottie's like, "Can I go get a drink?" And she's like, "No." And Speckles like, well, "No, no." <laughs> she's also like, "Everybody, put in the edges. Don't touch anything until the edges are done." <laughs> no, I don't think I would be that intense of a puzzler. But I don't have a table, so I can't be a puzzler. I'm not intense about puzzles, but I do enjoy a puzzle to no one's surprise. I wish we lived in the same place because I feel like we could do a puzzle together. I think we could certainly do a puzzle together. I think we could crush a puzzle. I wouldn't even get mad if you wanted to work on something else other than the edges, but obviously that would be absurd. Well, I just think it's strategically speaking, you start (laughs) with the edges. It's an insane thing to propose doing anything else. It's truly insane. I will say also just like completely unrelated but i was just realizing as i was watching this episode that season one ended with speckle and birdie being like oh everything's not fixed and seemingly now everything is fixed and they never really address that and i hadn't thought about it again i assume that there's going to be some fallout of that during this season and then Mm -hmm. they'll have to address like we did this yeah i hope so yeah i mean clearly they seem to be fine now but (laughs) Yeah, but maybe they're just ignoring their problems. It's possible. They've done it before. People do like to, you know, have patterns and repeat them. Mm-hmm. So we'll so- keep your eye on the Speckle and Birdie relationship, everybody. I know I will. Right. <laughs> uh, so Tuka is worried about going to a bachelor party because she normally people drink at bachelor parties. And Birdie, completely unprompted, is like, I'll be your sober companion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love this. I famously didn't drink at all until I was like 27. And when people used to offer to do this with me, I really appreciated it. Obviously, you don't have to do it. But I don't know. It was nice to have someone who was just like, I will join you in this thing. So you're not the only one where people are like, why aren't you drinking? Let me ask you a lot of invasive questions. Don't ask people that. Yeah, if someone's saying, hey, I don't drink or I'm not drinking tonight, you don't have to ask them why. You actually can just be like, cool. Do you need juice or something? Like, Mm -hmm. do you want more than water? Like, uh, are you good? Is there anything you need? You don't have to be like, are you sure? Why aren't you? Let's do shot. Like, no, you can actually just chill. You can just vibe. Like, I've gone through waves of, like, drinking more and drinking less. Mm -hmm. And last year at this time, I was in a drinking more phase. And I look back and I'm like, God, I was just so unhappy and Mm -hmm. (laughs) alcohol did not help and now i'm in a drinking less phase good and it's nice (laughs) 
I got drunk at a Halloween party. I didn't feel any shame over that because it's not a routine occurrence. (laughs) It's great. Excellent. And the less I drink, the more I'm like, should I just move to a point where I don't drink at all anymore? Yeah. And I'm like, it's a realistic possibility. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I support you. But once again, you don't have to ask people why they're not drinking. You, in fact, should never ask that. It's the same as like with people's bodies. Don't perceive them. Just don't perceive it. It's none of your business. (laughs) Like, Fine. And Tuka offers to be Birdie's social lubricant. She says she's going to lube her up good. <laughs> yeah, and I like this too where Birdie's like, I get shy when I'm in groups. And it would be really great if someone just like stayed with me. And Tuka's like, yes, absolutely. I will stay with you. So once again, both girls making promises that no one was asked them to make. Mm-hmm. Just That's for right. the record. For the record. <laughs> Important. So Dottie comes out and she says... Sup, bitches. And I don't mean bitches as a pejorative. I'm reclaiming it, you stupid whores. <laughs> very funny. I love this a lot. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I thought it was I thought it was very funny. Dottie is voiced by Michaela Dietz, who I don't recognize that name. I thought I recognized the voice. She's known for Steven Universe, The Witcher. Lego Dimensions, the video game, and okay. Barney, most lovable moments. There it looks go. like she's done a lot of kid stuff, some adventure time, like a lot, just a lot of voice work. So you've probably heard her voice before. Yeah, it sounded just very familiar know. to me. She did, She's the voice of Riff in Barney. I don't know who Riff is. Me either. I'm going to Google it. Barney Riff. I don't remember a riff. Orange creature. Oh. Its first appearance wasn't until 2006. That's probably why you don't remember. Well, yeah, I wasn't watching Barney when I was 14. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Riff the sheriff. Mm. A cop. Copaganda. It's everywhere. It looks like a little orange baby. Mm -hmm. It's it's extremely creepy and I don't like it. Anyway, she's done a lot of voice work, mostly as Riff and Barney. and a variety of other things but she does a really good job as Dottie and it's her bachelorette party we find out pretty quick that the bachelorette is happening in the exact same place as her fiance's bachelor party as all of the men get on the plane including Speckle Mm -hmm. yes and this is where we get introduced to Birdie's airplane bag (laughs) Yes, so she has a bag with everything you could ever need inside. Yes, I thought this was truly incredible also. And we, so obviously I relate to Birdie here. I generally pack pretty light, but I also am the type of person who's like, in this bag, in my book bag that I take to school, it obviously has like band-aids just in case or like pack of Kleenex just in case, you know? I don't that even always stuff. have band-aids in my house. Yeah, yeah, it's just who I am as a person. Yeah, you're a one. It's fine. (laughs) But in Tuka's fanny pack, when she's like, it's the best game of MASH ever played, I died. I love this so much. Like, I can't begin to tell you the hours wild away playing MASH. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, if we combined our time playing MASH, (laughs) a long time. And it's always like, haha, you're going to live in a shack with a hundred babies and no car. <laughs> yeah, we always did it. I don't know if you did it this way, but or maybe this is how everyone does it. But someone puts 
the other person fills in the fourth one for you. You get to pick your three good ones, and then the person doing it for you fills oh. it in with something bad. No, we didn't do that. Yeah, so it'd be but like, like we you had to have a bad option in everyone anyways. So it was like yeah. of bad of your own de- devising, you know. Yes, yeah, you could do it either way. But then well, often we would do it. So it was like if I'm filling it in for you, I would put like, you know, who, who do you hate a lot? Colleen Hoover. <laughs> you would be married to Colleen Hoover. <laughs> ah! Well, at least I'd be rich. True. It's a good point. Racial wealth. <laughs> that's hilarious. Should we just do MASH for an hour on Patreon? I mean, maybe. I did wonder. I bet there's like a MASH simulator on here. MASH game generator. Oh Play the MASH game online for free. Hell yeah. Whoa. It's pretty elaborate. Not MASH for free. short story. <laughs> hey, not for free. Okay. Come on. Whoa. There's like six questions on here. First, you choose three colleges. Oh my god yeah what if i don't want to go to college what if i just want to marry rich right away i'm putting all random just so i can see what all the questions are there's a city three college majors oh my god three occupations i guess occupation was one of them right draw a spiral all right i got four (laughs) i can tell you what you got kirsten you gotta stop (laughs) we're doing this on patreon we don't do it for free fair point they did it weird i'm sorry this is the last thing i'm gonna say they only did three (laughs) options for each thing which is Hmm. very strange yeah that feels wrong it does feel wrong i don't like it yeah sorry you got the shack i got the shack (laughs) i'm not surprised i basically live in a shack right now let's be real (laughs) um so tuca has the oldest fanny pack ever she has her mash game in it she has a candy egg which is like 20 years old and other assorted gems that we have not talked about yet. Yes, I love that in the best game of MASH ever, she was a shark trainer. Honestly, iconic. Mm-hmm. Dottie does not understand why the Bachelorette and Bachelor parties are happening in the same place. And her fiancé just goes, I love you, sweetie. And she's like, whatever, stalker. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Dottie's pretty great. I like her. <laughs> she's funny. I feel like she has a great personality mm-hmm. and i like her birdie starts reading a book about all the dangerous things that could happen in planto and it mm-hmm. takes her through the whole flight the way to the hotel and like the first 20 minutes are at the hotel about the poisonous flora and fauna yes and at one point while she's reading it i guess right before she starts reading she's like what entertains in planto remains in planto and she's gonna do this for the rest of the episode with these little rhymes yes and that is like the obviously what happens in vegas stays in vegas equivalent of bird land yes also she calls the group wanton strumpets and then is like i'm sorry i took it too far yeah so Dottie goes cheers sluts and birdie says cheers you wanton strumpets a plague upon the harlots sorry sorry that was too much (laughs) (laughs) a little bit Very, it was a lot. So they go out to the strip club, and Birdie's in a really cute pair of shorts and a crop top. Mm-hmm. Very cute outfit. I like it a lot. And the strippers are tomatoes. This was so weird. Also, I apologize if anyone can hear the many sirens <laughs> happen in every podcast that I do. That's mm. this is the first time I've ever been able to hear them. Are you sure your home is not currently on fire? <laughs> they don't appear to be outside my house. Okay, well that's like, what matters. Sounded close. <laughs> anyway yes this this tomato thing was very strange where like i don't know i guess i was like yeah it's just like all the other plant people but then 
Dottie take the bite out of him. Yeah. <laughs> and then Bertie's like, yeah, take another bite. Eat him, swallow him, digest him, poop him out. Yeah. She's having some struggles with her socialization. Yeah. Tuca does have a good line where she's like, I'm craving tomato juice for some reason. <laughs> so funny i also really liked bernie sitting there being like wow he's so talented does he have benefits do strippers even have unions i laughed really hard it's really good it ties in well with like on the plane speckle had kind of stopped by bernie to be like if i am forced to go to a strip club i will merely admire the pole dancing techniques and that is it (laughs) and it seemed like he knew the name of the moves i wonder if he learned that from the like sex video game maybe yeah i wrote nice invert here's 20 dollars because i respect your athleticism (laughs) I mean, I'm sure strippers have heard worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, exotic dancers is not appropriate for me to call someone a stripper. <laughs> Birdie gets took a mocktail, which is pineapple and ham, her favorite. <laughs> I'd forgotten that. <laughs> it looked disgusting. Yeah, it's um, very gross. They then go up to the rooftop pool, and everyone wants to get in and swim, but Tuka's like, that's fine, like let's go and just start skinny dipping and everyone starts skinny dipping except for birdie and dotty yes yeah and Tuka's very much just like whatever like and everyone is really drawn to her being like oh i was nervous to do it but Tuka made me love my body and now i'm so comfortable but birdie is like very much doing that thing of being like if i could loosen up a little bit maybe i could do this but i'm not drinking so i can't yeah, and again, no one asked you to not drink, Birdie. If you wanted no. a drink for social lubricant, you could have it. Tuca would not be mad. Yeah, you took this on yourself. The manager tries to get them out of the pool. Tuca runs away naked and then throws the manager into the pool. It's it's pretty funny. And Birdie's just trying to talk to Dottie, but they have nothing in common and do yeah. not seem to click. <laughs> yeah, nothing to talk about. Not a good combo. So the next day, they go to the Upscale Charity Brunch, which is mostly a bar. And it's a brunch where for every brunch you have, they donate a brunch to a child in need that cannot afford a brunch. (laughs) That was so funny. Makes it a fancy brunch. I mean, I do love brunch. I mean, me too. But I don't need to make it a slacktivist activity. (laughs) I don't know. So... Dottie is, like, really clicking with Tuca, like, oh, Tuca, pick a song on the jukebox, but, like, Birdie and Dottie do not get along, really. So Birdie drinks to gain some confidence, and she gets literally wasted. Yeah, she thinks that she's being discreet, where she's kind of, like, sipping last dregs of other people's drinks. it's very clear. It's very clear, and by the time they leave the bar, her feathers are all pushed up in the back. She's looking mm-hmm. like she's getting pretty drunk, and then it just gets progressively worse. And her face is all red. Like yeah, she's she like very patches, very clearly intoxicated. Tuka is just chilling, eating her ancient candy egg, and showing everyone her twenty-year-old <laughs> baseball cards. This is where they make fun of Birdie for her purse. Tuka's like, yeah, she's everything. She has a pharmacy. She has a grocery store. She has everything you need. Like she's can opener. How did you even get on the plane? And everyone's kind of laughing at Birdie, and you can tell Birdie's like, okay, let me drink a little more. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, oh my god, you're so intense. And I like, I had thought, how could Tuca not have noticed that this was happening? But then eventually one of the geese is like, Birdie, chug, chug, chug. And Tuca looks so disappointed. And it's like, oh, I guess she didn't notice before now? I think she noticed, but... 
was just like I don't want to say anything especially to like yeah. it seemed from everything we know so far we don't know a ton about Tuka's history but we do know that she's at least been hospitalized due to drinking at least one time mm-hmm, so true. she maybe is just like I don't really want to deal with this person who is incredibly in- intoxicated for yeah. whatever reason it could be triggering to her for many reasons Birdie mm-hmm. getting so drunk yeah so I, I don't know I, I, I don't even, it, it just made me sad. So Tuka leaves and Brittany's like, well, I'll go with you. And I did notice there's a Venus flytrap making out with a bug and then it like snaps on the <laughs> bug's head. I really liked that. I did not catch that. Look at you uh, noticing the visuals. Look at me. I took very detailed notes today. <laughs> so this is what happens when I can watch the episode on 1x speed and have plenty of time <laughs> to pause and like rewind and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it weird? Should I go back to not paying attention? No, I like it. <laughs> um, so when they leave the bar, Tuka confers Birdie, con- t- confers, confronts Birdie about lying about drinking. And Birdie's like, well, I was just nervous. I didn't really know what to do. And you could tell Tuka's disappointed. And like, yes, Birdie volunteered of her own volition to do this. But at every opportunity when Tuka was like, hey, you can have a drink. Birdie instead chose to say, no, 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 I'm not drinking. I'm your sober companion. And then mm-hmm. did it behind her back, which it's like, there's no reason for this. You could have just said, hey, Tuka, I'm nervous. I'm going to mm-hmm. have a drink just to like, you know, loosen up a little bit. Yeah. And it probably would have ended with one drink in that situation instead of getting totally out of control the way mm-hmm. that she did. It is so much more hurtful. Like, And you can tell that's the thing that Tuka's upset about where she's like, why did you lie to me about it? I never asked you to do this. Why have mm-hmm. you just been doing it behind my back? It's so much more hurtful than to just be like, you know what? I'm I'm really sorry. I am just feeling like I need to do this. Well, and it's like, not uh, even like Birdie has an excuse of like, oh, well, I thought that it might like trigger you if I was drinking. So I was like right. trying to like shield you from it. But no, it's literally she was just lying for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. No good. I didn't like this line from Birdie where she says it's harder for me than you, where the point she's trying to make is that it's harder for her to be social and Mm -hmm. she struggles with that. But the way it comes off is like this situation is harder for me than for you. And that's why I had to drink. It's like Tuka is like very triggered by this stuff and is working on being like she's been in recovery for some time. And that is always challenging. And so it just comes off, I think, a little bit obtuse to be like it's harder for me than for you it's like this is probably very hard for her yes but I do think it's very real like I think when you're having an argument totally. with your friend you're probably not gonna have the room for the nuance of like yes. this social interaction is harder for me like I yeah. think it's just a shorthand of them and it's interesting because I didn't pick up on that phrasing either I was just like mm-hmm. oh, I know what she's talking about but you're right she was not super clear about it yeah yeah and like certainly I, I do agree that I think the social part of it is harder for her too because just kind of naturally so outgoing and extroverted but this whole situation is inevitably going to be really hard for Tuka as well when also Tuka doesn't know these people that's also True. like an awkward situation she's met Dottie mm-hmm. once I, why is she even at the bachelorette party great point <laughs> very weird but while they're having this argument they get held up by these plants with guns very scary extremely scary they take birdie's purse and they try to take the fanny pack and birdie is like oh hell nah Mm -hmm. you will not have the fanny pack and tells him off and keeps it for tuka so he can she can keep eating her candy egg which is just a jaw breaker (laughs) more egg eating listen at least that one's made of candy (laughs) 
I also, I did not take the time to unpack the tomato bite situation, Mm -hmm. but listen, there are ethical quandaries in Tuca and Birdie, maybe even more so than in Mm -hmm. Bojack Horseman. (laughs) I didn't even realize. Yeah. Uh, This whole scene, yeah, very scary. Multiple guns, no good. And then Birdie's just so brave. Like, they take her bag away and she doesn't really react. But as soon as the Tuca's fanny is threatened, (laughs) she's like, absolutely not. No way. And she's like, stop waving guns around. It's dangerous. And we've been very respectful of the local flora. <laughs> very funny. I, I, I like that. But also, like, someone threatens you with a gun. Like, no, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Then it goes back to the hotel suite. And everyone's really shaken up by this. Dottie is calling to cancel Birdie's credit cards for her because her wallet is gone. And the two cops are there. And the two cops are dogs with just baby voices <laughs> this made me laugh so hard <laughs> died it's two little girls like they're literal children who yeah. voice them it's not even just like adults that sound like kids it's it was two kids so funny it just totally caught me off guard and i was just like oh my god what is happening and they're I like you can just look it. at a lineup later and pick one out yay <laughs> like, yeah they're like Oh, just pick one. It doesn't matter who. You can we just look at the lineup. lineup later and pick <laughs> anyone. Wow, I love lineups. And then as they're leaving, the one goes, wow, this is fun. I got this job right out of high school. <laughs> right out of high school. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I good. love the anti-cop sentiment. Hell yes, yes. we love it. A-cab, baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, stop the violence. Yes, definitely. But cops are not the answer. <laughs> so the next morning no one in the bachelorette party wants to even do any more activities and Dottie's friend who set up the whole thing is like clearly very upset about it because mm-hmm. Dottie's like let's just like order a pizza and we'll watch a movie mm-hmm. one of the Netflix stand-up specials I don't know if it, is it Taylor Tomlinson or is it the other one the uh, what's her name the, the elder millennial one <laughs> I guarantee you I've seen neither of those things. I don't know what you are referring to. Please explain the joke to me. Okay, so I can't remember if it was Taylor Tomlinson or Eliza Schlesinger. I don't know. Either Netflix special. One of them, like, has a very long bit about, like bachelorette parties and how terrible they are and how the person you need to be most concerned with is the maid of honor this isn't about the bride this is about her this is her day <laughs> like goes on at great length about how important this day is to the maid of honor and i think this is perfectly captured in this person that is pretty funny but birdie smoothed things over she's like wow reese you must really love dottie to have put all this together for her like your schedule was so good it really like scratched that spreadsheet itch for me mm-hmm. all of that and Reese just kind of stands up and is like you want pizza in a movie I'll find the best goddamn pizza in Planto yeah, she's like you made an airtight schedule real spreadsheet boner <laughs> do you get spreadsheet boners I'm not a spreadsheet guy you'd think I would be I said uh, they're fine I you're like too organized for a spreadsheet <laughs> like you don't need the help maybe maybe yeah they just uh no not a spreadsheet guy I like repeatedly try to be a spreadsheet guy and then fail, yeah. which results in me having like 17 different Google Sheets that are like budget, <laughs> B- <Yeah>. budget <laughs> for this period of time. Yeah, no, I, you would think I would use them more, but I just, yeah, not for me. I mostly use spreadsheets just to do math for me. And then I never go back to the math that it did exactly. for me. Yeah. yeah. I need to quickly sum a bunch of lines. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
very very true so they basically watch like a bunicula video because there are these bunny vampires True. and it's a callback to earlier in the episode tuka says she has to accept any invite that's extended to her like a vampire Mm -hmm. and in the movie it's like will you come to my cousin's baby shower shower. (laughs) regrettably yes as i have to accept every invite that was really good like so regrettably yes We get a little Tuka and Birdie combo where Tuka didn't sleep because she froze when they were robbed and she thought that she could deal with everything as a confident, fearless toucan. But Birdie handled it. And Birdie's like, your your reaction was perfect. Your like your reaction was valid. And I really liked that conversation. Mm-hmm. Totally. And Birdie apologizes for drinking. Tuka apologizes for leaving her alone when she was nervous. And Tuka finishes her candy egg and the prize is yeah. 10% <laughs> off the next candy egg. Yes. I really liked this whole conversation too, especially where Tuka's like, I'm sorry I left you alone when you're feeling nervous. Sometimes I forget you feel that way because you're really brave. And Birdie, I think, really owns the fact that she's like, I'm sorry I was ringing. I'm sorry that I didn't keep my word to you. And I just think this is a nice moment of healing and accountability. Yes. Mm-hmm. It is really good. But once again, both of them made promises completely unprompted that the yes. other did not ask for. So all of this drama is for nothing. I was like, what is going on here? Yes. Also, a nice little moment of reconciliation on the plane with Dottie and Bertie, where she's like, oh, you're like my little sister. Yes. She says that Bertie is her cool little sister and that before Speckle met Bertie, all of his girlfriends <laughs> were like super hot, confident, self-actualized, mean girls, and it sucked. And Bertie's like, What? <laughs> Yeah, she completely ruins it. Initially, it's a nice moment that she ruins it instantly by being like, yeah, unlike you. <laughs> like, okay, well, I wonder what we'll find out about Speckle's exes. Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, while all of that happened, there was the bachelor trip, which was a very light storyline. Basically, Dottie's fiance has gone into deep debt paying for this wedding due to the like wedding industrial complex. Uh-huh. And the reason why they've come to Plantow is to go to the Plantow Cultural Mu- Museum and take a cutting from a rare plant that they will sell. They have a buyer for this plant, but they all need mm-hmm. to do it together. Yes, wedding industrial complex is a bloodthirsty succubus. Really tickled me. It's true. <laughs> yes, yeah, it really is. It's really, it's a lot. People spend a lot of money getting married. Too much, man. So they go to the museum, and the cutting is actually from the mayor of Planto, who is a plant, because the museum is also City Hall. That was so good, too. He's like, wait, he's just a plant in a pot at a museum. And then the fiancé guy is like, yeah, but this is also City Hall if that hell. He's like, no, it doesn't, really. It's a very confusing situation. Someone eats an ant off the floor, like an anteater is there and eats an ant off the floor. And then the alarm goes off. So first I was like, oh, the alarm is going to be about like the bug getting eaten. And it was all a misunderstanding. No, the alarm was for the cutting of the plant. And all of the men are like running through the museum away from security, hiding. They stop briefly in the gift shop only to get chased out again, which I thought was very funny. Yes, me too. They go back to the hotel and they're just like waiting for the buyer to come. And Spuckle's like, well, if they're coming now, like we'll still have some time to do like some activities. We could do laser bowling at the airport. Mm-hmm. Instead of this heist. <laughs> Listen, I do love a heist. Mm-hmm. Speckle is holding the cutting and it like blows like a dust at him or pollen, I guess. Yeah. And it is a hallucinogen. He instantly gets high. <laughs> he refuses to give up the plant and he runs away from the buyer. 
Speckle looks very cute here, the way they have him just instantly floating through the air, and he's just so taken with this plant. Like, it's so beautiful. Yeah, he can't give it away. While he's running, his shoes and his foot talk to him, like, run for your life. (laughs) That really tickled me also. Run, Speckle, Um, run for your life. It tickled me, but also, like, I don't want to look at anybody's feet, even cartoon bird people. I don't know. One of them had a shoe on. (laughs) The shoe was fine. He then ends up at the strip club, and in his mind, he's like doing amazing tricks on this pole and he's wearing like the big pleaser heels and they're also talking to him but then we see in reality he's just like standing against the pole like sweating yeah <laughs> like sort of swaying and like drooling a little yeah. the mouse buyer for the plant runs up after him on stage and then the exotic dancer plant kills that mouse it's so scary <laughs> yeah i'm wondering like, won did he really kill the mouse or is that just what Buckle thought happened. True. He may have just been hallucinating. Yeah. He certainly was hallucinating. He was certainly hallucinating, but what part of it is real, you know? Mm-hmm. Speckle returns the cutting to the plant museum, and the mayor of Planteau gives him a reward, which is making him super high. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's a really strong hallucinogen, and it lasts for a long time. And then Speckle's like, and yeah, I can feel my brain fingers stroking inside oh. my head. And he's like, brain fingers will do that. I hated the visualization of that. It was so <laughs> ucky. I did not it like it. creepy. This is um, like a very, like, the out of time sort of situation. Like, it just feels very different. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. So we find out that... The- Dottie's fiance wants to start making counterfeit money as a way to pay for things. So I don't think that's going to end well. And we see Speckle getting like dragged back on the plane and he is like extremely fucked up still. And Brady's like, no, mm-hmm. like, what is it? What sustains in plantain remains in plantain? Something what's, like that. Yeah. Also saying something <laughs> like that. And she's like, just no, no, no. I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's like, he's like, Bursey, my sister is wearing a criminal. But I love that he says Bursey. <laughs> well, but she, he's also like criminal, like criminal. criminal. Like he's like animal, but he's also does crimes. And I don't know mm-hmm. what just like, it's very funny. We do. The end scene of the episode is when Bertie's like, what about all the Speckle's exes? And then the post credit scene is Speckle on the plane, still super high. He gets dizzy. His beak like moves around his head. And then he sees the plant coming out of his new brother-in-law's or future brother-in-law's mouth. Like, what happened with the mouse? Which is what makes me think the mouse might be fake. Yes, I think probably this is all just a hallucination, but very scary. Listen, I wouldn't want it. Real or fake? (laughs) Definitely not. But that's it. That is the episode. That's the episode. Yeah, very fun. I like this one. It's like a real change of pace. It was very fun, and I think it's important that they have these, like, super fun episodes towards the beginning of the season, because if everything is super dark, like, it's too hard. Yeah, that's right. I agree. Yeah. I've, of course, completely given up on tweeting that we're recording this podcast. (laughs) I'm sorry. I will do better at some point in the undisclosed future. But that is it. That is the episode. Any final thoughts, Lindsay? No, I think that's all. Yeah, very fun. Still, like I think this episode too, we said last week, it felt like there was something sort of new and smooth mm-hmm. about the animation. And I think that really came through in this one too. It just looks yes. really good. It does look really good. Very much enjoy. Yeah. But if you would like to be part of the conversation, <laughs> you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at bojackhorsepod. You can listen to more Lindsay over on the podcast of tomorrow, The Simpsons Then and Now, The 
what we do in the Shadows post show <laughs> recap and on the most recent crime scene over on the Reality TV Rehabups feed. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. You can listen to me talk pop culture over on Mess Magnets, and you can hear me breaking down the real love boat over on Rob Has a Podcast. This past week, I was also on the Rob Has a Podcast feedback show for the last Ooh. episode of Survivor, so I guess like two weeks ago technically, but whatever. I did it Give me the views, baby. And then when this comes out, I was on last week's 90 Day Fiance wrap up over on REJP as well, which was super fun. But we will be back next week to talk about season two, episode three of Tuka and Birdie, Kyle. See you then. Bye.